The only reason for you to have a partner is because they either have money or skills that you do not have. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? I have been known as the partnership killer. Uh, and so what I want to share to you with you today is something that comes up on, I mean, every week on coaching calls with, uh, you know, younger entrepreneurs, younger business owners, not even younger, just other business owners um, who aren't doing as much and who want more. And the question is usually one of two things. First is, you know, what should our roles be within our partnership? And then two, what do you think of partnerships in general? And so what I want to do is share with you uh, a couple hard, hard, hard earned lessons uh, that I have. And so first, right off the bat, I, I think I counted, I have nine failed partnerships. Um, and so I just want to say right, right before we even get going, I could be the problem with the partnerships, right? If, if you have that many uh, failed partnerships, then it's probably you, you were the common theme. So I will say that first and foremost up front. Um, that being said, I think the reason that many of those partnerships failed and they all happened, you know, almost concurrently, I just did partnership after partnership after partnership because I heard it's like, you gotta find good partners. Um, but what I didn't understand was how it actually needed to be structured and how it worked. And so there's, uh, there's, there's a few pieces of that. The first is, if you're just starting out, I think that for the most part, it's better to not have partners. Um, and that is because usually it's like you and a buddy and you're like, hey, we like hanging out. We should go into business together. When really you're doing that for the emotional need to be satisfied, to have somebody to talk to and share the experience with, but not because it's a good business decision. And the only reason for you to have a partner is because they either have money or skills that you do not have. That is it. It's the only reason. Money or skills. That's it. And so if you both are entrepreneurial people and you're both, you know, love selling, you love marketing, and you're very promotion oriented, which many entrepreneurs are, right? If that's you, then if they're that way too, then one of you is not required. And you have to really face that. And so that's the first one. The second thing is that those jump into bed to be other partnerships don't have step number two, which is you don't have a contract, you don't have terms, you don't have an agreement. And the reason is because you're so afraid of like messing up the vibe, we don't operate that way, you will when it gets fucked up at the end. But I'm telling you right now, I, I now, even when I have somebody who approaches me and says, hey, like, will you take a percentage of my company? Can you coach me through this? Blah, blah, blah. I say, let's go through the lawyers first. All right. Because the thing is, is you get to see how this person acts under stress because it is stressful because inherently you're going to disagree on things. And so this is the perfect experience, like perfect time for you to go kind of get a simulation of that. Well, it's like, well, what happens if you don't want to work and I want to work? What happens if you leave? What happens if I, I don't want to do this anymore? What, like you have to go through all the scenarios and get a good lawyer. Um, and you should really have two that represent you. Uh, if you don't have the money for that, then get somebody to just counsel you on, you know, you can Google a, a standard partnership agreement. There are templates for free online and you can pay one lawyer for, one hour of, of, of time to at least say, these are the things you should look for now, you know, decide amongst yourselves. And so you can represent yourself in your partnership, you know, agreement, but you have to have the agreement and you have to spell it out in clear terms. Uh, because if you don't have that, it's like, it's the bedrock of good communication and expectations, right? Like otherwise, usually like most relationships, partnerships end because of unmet and un unspoken expectations. Like, well, I thought you were going to do this. It's like, well, I didn't know, but no one even says that because they can't communicate. So first is you probably shouldn't just jump together with somebody because they, uh, they're just like you. If you are going to do that, then you should make sure that you have contracts in place. And then finally, what I want to do is kind of explain to you what the three main roles, roles that exist in a business are. Okay. Three, the three pillars. All right. I want to see if I have a tripod here. 
Alright, here we go. Here's my tripod. Alright? So, there's three pillars to every business. Alright? The first is acquisition, which is the rainmaker. Or somebody who's going to bring in business. So, that's marketing and sales. Alright? Acquisition, the money getter. Alright? The second of these is the product, which is what you are actually selling. It's the fulfillment, it's the service, it's the widget, it's the whatever, somebody who knows how to deliver it, all right? And then third, you have the operations, which is everything else that has to happen in the company. Paying payroll, paying taxes, making sure legal, and contracts, and t uh, IT, and uh, you know finance, and all like, the, uh, the, you know, your accounting, all of that stuff, HR, has to happen. Right, and so these are the three legs of every business. Now they're not necessarily equally weighted, and that's an, it's an important point, right? Like a lot of times there are good operators that you can get for significantly less, and many times not even equity, um, because there are more of them, right? Now rainmaking, being able to bring in business, is a very highly valued skill in the marketplace. On the flip side, having the thing, the product that you're going to sell, is also very valuable. Now this is why skill stacking is so important. If you can have multiple of these skills, then you have two or all three of the legs, right? Now, your, these are the roles that have to exist. It doesn't mean you have to be partners with these people, but you have to have all three of these things for your business to stand up. And so, for example, within uh, the company, I'll walk through my roles within each of the companies that I own. And so, uh, the first is Gym Launch, right? So, in Gym Launch, I am both the, the acquisition and the product, right? or that was my founding role within the company. Layla, my wife, runs, ran all the operations, so everything else. So like I said, IT, billing, legal, uh, finance, HR, all of that stuff that had to happen, she took care of, right? Super important. But because of that, we had all three legs of the stool and we were able to build a business, right? If you're missing one of the legs, it's not gonna work. Right, if, and with, this is where this is really dangerous. Is like a lot of the marketing people that are in this world are really good promoters. They can get people in, they can sell them, but then they have no fulfillment. They have no thing, right? And then they have no one who's organized. And so everything, like you send emails in, you try and get help, and they don't respond. It's because they just don't have the other piece. I don't think it's because they're bad intentioned. I think they just don't have the skill. Hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel, it's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into, and if not, keep enjoying the show. And so, you have to have all three. And so if you're gonna bring someone in, you, you need them to have one of those things, right? Now, you can start a business and own all of it and just make sure that you fill the roles of those people. But as you're thinking through it, those are the roles. So if you're going to bring partners in, in the beginning, you want to be clear about what it is that they're bringing to the table. Now, if they're, if they're one of those three, right, then that's a clearly defined role. And then at that point, that's what you can lay out in your agreement, and then you can argue about or you know negotiate whatever equity if you're doing this in the beginning. But if you've already started... At that point, then you can look at the three legs of the stool and see where where am I lacking, right? And so, for most of you guys who are listening, most people who follow me are on the uh, <coughs> are like the promotion side, so they like the acquisition side. Then what you need to do is find a strong operator, all right? And depending on what you're selling, if you know the thing that you're selling, then you can basically be product and acquisition and have a strong second to help you fulfill on those things and basically don't go to jail, right? And you know, get file your taxes and all the other stuff. Um, and so 
when I'm thinking about partnerships and when I have, you know, younger guys who are coming in, many, many times after having discussions with me and then talking to them, each other, they realize that they have the exact same role, they like the same things, and one of them is not necessary. And so they oftentimes split. And that's not a bad thing, right? It's better to recognize an error early than to recognize an error late. All right, and so you may be in one of these partnerships where you're like, we kind of both do the same thing. We kind of just overlap on everything. It's like, yeah, that's just two people working the same thing. Um, and so it's not like, you don't want to just be like, oh, there, here's all this work, I'll do half, you do half. That's not a good partnership. You have to figure out what are the things we're, I am good at, what are the things you are good at, and then we draw a line on the board, and everything on that side, you own. And everything on this side, I own. And I'm responsible for it, because if everyone's responsible for everything, no one's responsible for anything. Right? And then nothing's going to get done. And then you can never know who to blame. And someday you're like, well, he takes out the trash, or sometimes I take out the trash, and we just kind of, we're just like kind of a get it done type of, stupid. There's no, there's no big business that works that way. All right. And so if, even if you are small, you need to start thinking big to become big. Right? So you got to do the actions before you get the results. You have to have the beliefs before you get the outcomes of a bigger business to become a bigger business. And the reason most businesses stay small is because they think small and they act small. So they stay that way because the outcome of what they're doing is the result of the actions they're making, which are small. Right? And so right now, if you're in a partnership, if you don't have a partnership and you're thinking about starting a business, I would definitely try and just acquire the skills myself get going, and then the first hire I'm going to have is going to be a strong operational second, all right? It's the first thing I'm going to do. If you are in a partnership, you need to put all the activities that you do on a board. I do this when I do consulting stuff, but all the activities that happen in the business on a board. If you don't know what it is, you do a time study, which means you write down every 15 minutes what you do in a week, right? Because you probably don't know because you're scattered all over the place. So if you write it all down and you both bring it to each other and you put it on a whiteboard or put it on a board, then what you can do is say, okay, these are all the things, these are all the activities that happen in our business. Let's divide these out and say who owns these, all right? And that's the very beginning of an organization because you are becoming organized. You are creating roles and responsibilities. You are creating specialization of skills, which is what moved humanity forward. Specialization is a good thing, right? And so the very beginning, you get all of it on there and you can divide it out and you can divide it based on the skills of the person. If you both have the same skills, then either you need to decide, okay, well, I'm going to become a specialist in this and you're going to become a specialist in this or we shouldn't be doing this business together and you should do a business that's just like mine or, or something else and you should become and you should be that role for that company and you should find a second just like I will. All right. Um, and oftentimes, if you can even at least think that way, then you don't lose, you don't liquidate the most valuable thing in the whole world, which is your equity. All right. Because if your thing actually does grow, if your business actually does grow, then the biggest dilution of how much money you're going to make is that first decision when you started, when you just decided just right off the bat to give half of everything away. All right, and I've made this mistake nine times, um, and uh, it took me, and you know, I haven't, I haven't had a partner in four years, um, and I've made all of the money in my life post-partners. And so um, there's also other factors you wanna look at too, like what kind of, you know, what kind of working schedule do you wanna have? How much vacation time do you wanna have? Are you gonna work weekends? Do you work late at night? Do you work in the mornings? Do you expect each other to be responsive? Like there's all these little things that, you need to make sure you dial in because if you don't, it's just going to cause trouble later and it may be hard conversations for you now, but believe me, it'll be much harder later when the expectations are not being met and now you have money involved. All right, so anyways, these are the things I think through when I'm looking at partners and partnerships and why oftentimes I do break up many partners because they don't start them for the same, for the right reasons. Um, and so uh, I hope you found this valuable. If you have a partner, talk to them about it, show them this video um, and uh, keeping amazing and uh, lots of love. Oh, total bonus. Um, I have noticed that works really well so many times is married couples. Uh, married couples starting business together, they already have usually differences in skills and different dynamics. And so that usually works well. Usually one of them is the more 
go-getter, hunter, killer, right? You know, the acquisition side. And the other person's usually the more organized, more stable, um, you know, more even-headed, like does all the ops and the back, the back end stuff, right? And so even just thinking about front end and back end um, is a good way to start. And that's why I love having married couples in general, uh, because they almost always are successful if they can just delineate those skills. And they usually already have, even, even without speaking, they already unknowingly have made a lot of these specializations, which is why a lot of times they're more successful. They also have the interpersonal, uh, emotional, uh, sounding board to bounce things off of and also to relieve some of the stress that inevitably comes when you're when you're running a business so anyways hope you enjoyed the video hope you found this valuable uh you know share it with your partner or potential partners and uh see you in the next video bye